0: Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Black and Abdallah, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station.
1: Luckin Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. You're great. I always listen to you on the way to hockey. Thank uh, you. So two two options, I'm thinking. So
2: these guys are all in the MVP case, right? Most of them, or mm. a lot of the guys there. A few of them. Either the, sure. Yeah. Well, so say the, the West winner wins, you know, two extra votes for MVP, or, you know, they waive the minimum game requirement.
1: Yeah, the 65 games.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, so it's you're saying like that. It's, it's not that like egregious, but it gives them a little something, and you know makes us you know have a little more fun. Sure. Well, and thanks for the call, Mike. I, I wonder like what if Adam Silver starts to take like the cues from baseball. Remember when baseball they would play for home field advantage based on the All Star
3: game. This time it counts. It
1: counts. This yeah. year it. It you know, still counts. Bud league messed it all up and the whole yeah. thing. And the, the, So what if Silver said, you know, the winner of the all-star game, you get home court advantage. I think that would be the most asinine thing that the league yes. could do. I think a part of what makes the NBA great, the season worth watching, is trying to secure home court advantage. Yeah. Especially when you get to the NBA finals. And, like, for it to
3: be an all-star game prize – Would just be lame. I think you should just accept it. Like, just accept it. It It is is what it is. It is is what it is. It's a a game. Not a lot of people uh, try. No one really tries. Um, You know, sometimes the ratings are good. Sometimes the ratings are bad. I think that they should... The one thing they should do, if if I had to institute a change, is no more dog boys in the uh, dunk contest. I want NBA players. You can't tell me... How many NBA players are are in the league? You can't find four people? You can't find four dudes in the league that would compete for X amount of dollars? If
1: Jalen Brown did
3: it, you can find other guys who are willing to do it. You can't tell me that you can't find four guys in the NBA that are currently on a roster to compete for. Make that. Incentivize that. Put a million bucks up for that. Yeah, that's fine. That's I'm cool with that. That's I, fine. I just don't really like when I was watching the
1: game last night. I wasn't sitting there mashing my my my
3: hands together, going, oh,
1: "They need to fix this game." No, I what don't are care. They
3: doing? I don't care. I don't. I don't care about the Pro Bowl that they that it's flag football. Don't no. care about that. Don't care about the baseball. The home run I like watching the home run derby. I think it's fun to
1: watch. I'll give you this though. I think for all the complaining in the last twenty four hours over what took place this weekend in the NBA, they have the best all star weekend out of any professional sport. I think they really do. I think the baseball the home run derby used to be the pinnacle mm-hmm. of of all star events. And I think in the last couple of years it, it feels like the the home run derby is starting to to feel like the dunk contest where it's not as great as it used to be. And guys are either tired or they don't want to go out there because they don't want to ruin their swing for the second half of the season. And then when you get to the actual game itself, it's just a bunch of rando relievers coming in for one one inning each and in like yeah, it's a not- bunch of different hats. That's what the MLB All-Star game is. just a bunch of different hats that are out there on the field. I don't, I don't know. I think the NBA does have the best All-Star weekend. The, the, the rookie game. The young player game, you have then the three-point contest, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. There's nothing broken about the three-point contest. You're
3: way underrating the Home Run Derby and the MLB All-Star game, in Jack, my opinion. The Home l- Run derby's still fun. Pete Alonzo still goes out there every year. You still get the best fun. home run hitters. Do you remember the
1: conversation last year after the Home Run Derby that guys were tired and it wasn't yeah. at, it wasn't what it used to be and that the TV couldn't keep up with the, the homers and the back, back, back. And then there's <laughs> another one, Jack and they get all messed around with the camera. Remember it was a terrible production? Yeah. You remember it that?
3: It was it, it's still my favorite thing to watch, but the broadcast did mess it up a little bit last year. Yeah, but it's still my favorite to of the all-star events of all the sports the home run derby to me is still the most fun the the bracket is a phenomenal idea i think it improves it putting yes. those head-to-head matchups has been huge for that Agreed. maybe i think maybe they should go back to the 10 ounce instead of the timer i think the timer is what screwed them up last year because they went from you have to wait for the ball to land to you could just rapid fire pitch it and yeah. I, I think that's gonna i'd imagine that changes back at some point
1: You'd hope, but again, we, we live in a society where we have to change every single thing, every moment, because oh, we can never yeah. just watch it. Uh-huh. Everyone has to have a problem with everything all the time. We yeah. Get rid of the all-star game. Do this, all, all this stuff. Chase on the south side, you're on ESPN one thousand.
2: What's up, fellas?
3: Hi, Chase. Hello, Chase. Oh, Chase,
4: I already talked I already talked man? to you today. I already right. talked to you I today.
3: I know, man. Right. I know, but I want to say it
4: again. Adala Hi. Hey, hey, hey Black. Yeah. Hey, Black. So, um, I guess you heard me when I was on the Carmen Yurko show, right? When I was talking about how. Um, <laughs> yes, we were here the for that, yeah. yeah. So, um, I tell you what, though, right? You know how they can fix this. I got one. Let's see if you think. what do you think of these marbles. Okay. So let's say the Eastern Conference wins. Okay. I think if the Eastern Conference wins, every team in the Eastern Conference get one extra victory added on. And then, if the team in the Western Conference wins, like say, if, if like if the West wins, that means all the teams in the Western Conference get one extra win. Now, what do you think about that? Everybody gonna play hard because that one extra win could mean a lot. Absolutely it not. It could mean for what? You don't agree with that, I'm, No, you don't like anything.
3: No, that's a <laughs> that's a that's a that. <laughs> Chase, that's one, of, that's one of the that's one of the that's one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. Black, <laughs> he doesn't black, like anything.
4: Black, does hate it? Black, does hate hold on, hold on, hold on, Chase? hold
3: on, Chase. Man. Chris, what do you think?
1: I, I think you hate everything.
3: What do you think of the idea? I,
1: it, it's I've heard worse. Mm, have you? Yeah. Come on. I've heard worse. I've have heard worse ideas. It's still a bad idea.
4: <laughs> Abdallah, you are Abdallah. You are a hater. You you don't like you don't like the bear. You don't like Trubisky. You don't like Zach. You don't like the Bulls. You, you don't, don't like, like anything, man. I
3: do like the Bulls. That's why I don't like <laughs> Zach Levine, because I like the Bulls, and I would <laughs> like them to be better.
4: Okay, but the thing is this, right? The NBA has changed over the years. You know, the rules have changed. You know, it's different than it was back in the 80s and 90s. You know, they don't allow hand checks. They, you If you remember... In the past, in the All Star games back in the '90s, when Jordan used to play, I don't know if you guys remember the 1992 NBA All Star game when Magic came back from, yep. um, you know, from retirement for that one All Star game. I watched some highlights of that All Star game, and I was seeing the competitiveness. Guys were trying to compete, and guys nowadays, you got to remember, these guys are always trying to be their buddies. They trying to be friends. Those guys hated each other. I mean, I mean, they they hate each other on the court. They weren't trying to be friends. Like Jordan wasn't trying to be uh, friends. With, I mean, Magic on the court, off the court, yeah, but on the court, he was. they all wanted to compete against each other. They even said it in the 1992 Dream Team that they those practices were war. So the players today, this new generation, is different now than it was back in the 90s, even in early 2000s, you know, back when it was Kobe, Iverson, and uh, T-Mac, and all those boys, and Duncan, and Garnett, uh, you know, those guys were playing like it was, they like depending on these players now are more thinking. Yeah, like, it's a different, it's a different,
1: out. it's a different era. Absolutely, thanks for the call, Chase. Appreciate you. he right. There is Chase, and yeah, it was different. Guys actually uh, cared, and uh, getting shown up by someone on the court at any time was was a big deal. Yeah, where it's not the case anymore. No, because all that matters in life is how many followers do you have, how many likes do you get, how many retweets or reviews or what? what's your YouTube page doing? Like, that's all that these people care about. Mm-hmm. They have millions and millions of dollars, more more money than they could ever dream of. Mm-hmm. They all came up together in the same AAU circuit. They're all friendly. It's what it is. There are no hard rivalries where guys hate each other. No. It, it's, it's different. Sports aren't better for it. I'll tell you that much. Sports were better when guys hated each other. Of course they were. And they win after each other. And, and that, This is why I continuously defend Draymond Green whenever everybody's, you know, he's a villain. You need guys like that. He's a throwback. He's a psychopath. It's entertaining. Kevin Zipak, you are right. I don't I don't disagree with that at all. And I think not only is Draymond like that, but I think Joel Embiid is a little bit like that. Yep. And Embiid was injured, so he wasn't at the game last night. But Embiid is one of those guys who... Always is trying to show that like I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't care that everyone else is uh, showcasing their new sneaker last night or whatever the case may be.
3: I do like the new Devin Booker's. Did Devin he Booker. wear his shoes last night? Mm-hmm.
1: That's been an issue with him is wearing his well, own they, shoes.
3: They, they finally came out this weekend.
1: No, but they, they he's had the opportunity to promote his own shoe and he's chosen not to. Yeah, he in, wore in various. He wore
3: a couple uh, different, situations. Uh,
1: colors. I want to talk to you about Color this. I, I saw this on SI Albert Breer uh, earlier today had a, a full column posted and he addressed Justin Fields in the Chicago Bears. And he wrote that the Bears uh, had uh, people come up to their staffers in Mobile, Alabama for the senior bowl, hmm. asking the Bears and inquiring what the price will be for Justin Fields. Now, it's not necessarily surprising that people are reaching out, but I, I do think it solidifies that there will be a trade market for Justin Fields. And it's not just going to be one team Pittsburgh, right? Like there are go there's teams oh, yeah. that are interested in Justin Fields. And uh, so Albert Pierre had that note today that teams uh, were coming up to Chicago staffers inquiring on what it will take to land Justin Fields here in this offseason. season.
3: Just off the top of my head, I can think of the Steelers, the Falcons, the Raiders and the Broncos. And I would, you know, people will say, well, if Sean Payton wants him, that must mean he's good, right? Not necessarily. Sean Payton might think he can fix what is wrong with Justin Fields or maybe get the most out of him because they don't have draft picks for trading Russell Wilson and they have to also pay Russell Wilson a bunch of money should he land on another team. So they're tied to Russell Wilson financially and draft capital-wise because of those moves. So I, those are just four teams that I can think of that could be interested in his services. Now, that being said, you probably wouldn't want to trade with Denver because I don't know what you're going to get. You might get future uh, picks, but I don't think you're going to get current picks. I would add the uh, Patriots
1: to the list. I know, yeah. I know most mock drafts have the Patriots at three taking a quarterback. But I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if that's the type of team that trades out of that spot. You know, someone who may be desperate to move up for a quarterback, like Atlanta, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, they move back, collect more assets, and then they go and make a move for Justin Fields using the draft capital that they got to move back to either acquire Fields and then some other things. I, I wouldn't rule out the Patriots, but yeah, Patriots, Steelers, Falcons... Raiders Broncos I the Broncos are interesting because it's just okay in a vacuum who's the better quarterback Russell Wilson or Justin Fields Russell Wilson the only way you you flip that and say that Fields is the better quarterback is if you say what about the future right yeah so like if it's the future of your team you would rather have Justin Fields and Russell Wilson and I would Correct. imagine any team that goes out and makes a move for Justin Fields, they're probably focused on paying him, I would assume, right? Like, you wouldn't go out and trade for Justin Fields and just have him play on a one-year deal. Like, you're you're planning on extending him, and he's your quarterback for the future. Well, so right?
3: they, if you look at the way it could work, is they could pay him in two years because that's when he's going to get paid. Right? right. But, like wouldn't you make the move for fields with the expectation
1: that you're going to extend him in the future? Or are you just making it as a short term gap filler? Because like, that's where the Broncos thing. I think I get hung up on. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson today is a better quarterback than Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. But if you're planning on going into the future with one of those two guys, the, the option is obviously Justin Fields.
3: So why would it make sense for the Broncos unless they're playing on paying him for the future? Because the the they're tied to Russell Wilson for this year. And I don't know how much longer after that, but they could pay. They could afford Justin Fields this year. They can afford the twenty million in year five, and then they could sign him to an extension right after that. So they could right. But they could make it work. Russell Wilson's a better quarterback though. But Russell Wilson's way more expensive. Yeah, at this moment. But yeah, th- in three
1: years, Justin Fields is going to be way more expensive.
3: Well, but in three years, you hope that Justin Fields becomes better and that he's worth the money, that he's worth $40 million a year to the Broncos. The problem is the Broncos don't have a second-round pick right now, and I don't see them giving up 12 overall for Justin Fields, and Justin Fields is worth more than 76 overall in the third round.
1: Yeah, I, that's agree. The problem. I agree with that. And I, I think that's also where, like, the latest information that came out of Pittsburgh today. Uh, you had a report on a, a reporter out of Pittsburgh suggesting that they just want a quarterback battle and they want
3: Kenny Pickett to essentially win it. They don't really want a battle. They want Kenny Pickett to be the quarterback. There are some people in this is what the article said from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that um, a lot of people in the building believe that Mason Rudolph is the better quarterback and they should resign him because he's an re- unrestricted free agent. So they should resign him and have that be the battle and then just draft a quarterback, you know, fourth round, whatever, whoever's there. Um, And then at the very end of the article, it said that the Steelers do not want to bring in someone who thinks they can be a starter. They don't want to bring that would mean Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, uh, Kirk Cousins. They don't want to bring someone in that they know will beat Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, essentially.
1: Yeah, and and that is what Fields is. Yeah. Fields could do that. Yes. Would he guaranteed beat out Kenny Pickett? I don't know if it's a guarantee, but I think he's a better quarterback, so I I don't see that necessarily working. But those are essentially the teams. The Vegas Raiders, Mm -hmm. the Broncos, the Falcons, who have been named this entire offseason, the Steelers, the Patriots. Um, Who knows what happens with Minnesota? And their quarterback situation, Tennessee could kind of get in the mix, possibly. Tennessee's got a good pick. 38 would be nice. So, I mean, there, there's essentially like seven to eight teams mm-hmm. that this could apply to. Mm-hmm. And the Bears uh, next week will be at the Combine. And and with what we've seen and heard from everyone uh, on what's going to happen is that it seems like that's going to be the time frame when... Uh, a deal will be agreed upon for Justin Fields. And then the bears will be able to move towards the draft, knowing how they're going to set this up.
3: Tennessee is interesting because there has been some talk of trading nine and Justin Fields to move up to three where new England is Tennessee is only at seven. I feel like nine and Justin Fields is a good package to send to Tennessee to move up two spots. And maybe you get, like what um not the same thing that the Jets got with or the Packers got with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Maybe you get like a conditional third, depending on how much Justin Fields starts, or like it's a fifth, but it's a conditional third if he plays, you know, fifteen games or something like that. But to move up two spots and then you guarantee pretty much that you're going to get most likely, Roma Dunze, Malik Neighbors. You get your wide receiver that you want. If not, you're guaranteeing getting Dallas Turner or Jared Verse by being up at seven because at nine, you don't know what Atlanta's going to do at eight. Yeah. But by moving up the one spot, because otherwise, you could get Atlanta at 43, Vegas at 44. So, I mean, Tennessee is intriguing. It's Boyd Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. <laughs>
0: Black and Abdallah ESPN Chicago Chicago's home for sports You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago Chicago's home for sports Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah Oh
1: Scott and Aurora you're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah What's up Scott? Good evening, Ben. How are you guys? We're good.
2: So, I'm not sure how much influence that uh, Fields' agent could possibly have, but if I'm his agent, I don't know if Pittsburgh's the place I want my player to land, my, my client to land. But having to face Cleveland, Cincinnati, and Baltimore twice a year, that's a pretty strong gauntlet. Same thing with Denver. Having to face... Uh, Oh, almost said Oakland. Uh, The Raiders, the Chargers, and of course the Juggernaut in Kansas City. Uh, The NFC South with Atlanta, I think would be a a good landing spot. I know you guys have brought up Tennessee, but the NFC South with Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, and of course then Atlanta, I think my client was going to have a much better opportunity and a chance to win that conference or that division than he would on, on some of these other ones.
3: Well, Scott, yeah. that would unless the Bears are getting twenty overall from Pittsburgh, the first round pick. I think that you're right that they're more likely to trade him anyway to Atlanta or Vegas because Atlanta has and Vegas both have higher picks than Pittsburgh in the second round. Correct. So, like, so I just didn't up there good. Like, if Atlanta calls, I think you 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 say okay for what? You're, they say our second pick. Then you call Pittsburgh and you go, hey, they're offering their second round pick can you offer a first? They say no. And then Justin Fields is a, is a Falcon. Got
2: it. Okay. No, I I, all right. I, I can agree with that part of it. But yeah, yeah. As, as an agent, that's where I would like my client to go there. Yeah. It makes sense to go the yeah.
1: so. Thanks Scott. All Thanks right. for the phone call. Appreciate you boys. Have Absolutely. Night. I think Scott makes a good point because if you look at it from the context of if you're working for Justin Fields and we're working for fields, mm-hmm. agents, management, Marketing guys. Uh, Where could he have the most success? And I think immediately everyone says, well, the Steelers always win. So that's the spot. But Scott just laid out like you're in the AFC. Yeah. So starting point, Fields is what? The 10th best quarterback in the AFC? If he's lucky. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we go through the teams in the AFC with great quarterbacks between Rodgers, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, uh, Trevor Lawrence. There there are a lot of good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So where does Fields fit in that hierarchy? And then the Steelers in their division, they're in the toughest division in football. Yeah, Whether or not they can make the playoffs. I mean the, Patriot- the Patriots South, thing, man. the Patriots also, that's tough. That's a tough division with the Dolphins and the Bills. Mm-hmm. AFC South might be the spot. Like If we are working for Fields, we might also agree that we need to push him towards Atlanta because Atlanta has an opportunity to take that division and you're in a conference where all of the great quarterbacks
3: are on the other side. Yeah. I feel like if you go, you're better than Carolina, you're better than Bryce Young, I mean, in Carolina, the Saints only won nine games. The Falcons won seven, and the Bucks only won nine games. Like, and and the Bears were, they were in that game against the Bucs. So you know, they almost beat them once. <laughs> I yeah. feel like the best place for him would be Atlanta. I think the best place for the Bears would be Tennessee, just because they have a higher pick.
1: Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN One Thousand, the ESPN Chicago app. Did you uh, have you studied uh, the new? jerseys and major league baseball Adela, have, you, so. have you seen the the information about how players are upset in mm-hmm. the pictures that have been out there on social media about the new jerseys yeah uh that the the teams are wearing at spring training yeah have you seen this we talked about this Well, Rob
3: manfred oh he talked ron wait hold on yeah he commented
1: yeah he commented on friday oh, okay. on the
5: new jerseys here's,
1: here's commissioner
5: Rob Manfred. Well, we always pay attention to what people are saying um, uh, uh, about any new initiative. Um, I think you know in baseball, any new initiative, there's going to be some negative feedback. Um, first and most important, uh, th- these are Nike jerseys. I mean, we entered this partnership with Nike because of who they are and the kinds them. of the products that they produce. Um Everything they've done for us so far has been absolutely 100% successful across the board. Um, The jerseys are different. They're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what has traditionally been worn, so they are going to be different. But they have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. Uh, the feedback from the All-Star game last year where the jerseys were worn was uniformly positive from the players. So I think after people you know, wear them a little bit, I think that they, they, they're going to be really popular.
1: They've been tested more than any jersey in any sport ever. Uh, Rob Manford, that's, that's on the jerseys now. They are Nike jerseys, but Fanatics is manufacturing the jerseys, and Fanatics has gotten a lot of the heat in the last couple weeks. Online from these jerseys and the pictures that are sent out, but they're performance wear, Abdullah. They're not just a baseball jersey anymore, it's performance wear.
3: Well, the players are saying that the aesthetics of the jerseys, quote, are brutal, the sleeves are uncomfortable, and the pants aren't customizable. You know how like some dudes like shorter pants so they can wear the uh they wear the, like, they like they wear the stirrups. Yeah. Some guys or like socks. The, some, some players are out there in Jenkos basically. Out there in the wide leg with a oh, dragon uh, over Bartol the floor, cologne, baggy yeah. pants, wearing it all. They've got it all. They're dragging it. There's two inches underneath their cleats, yeah. basically. Um, so if you can't do that, and I think there's also some scrutiny about the logos, right? Like the um, the logos are just iron on now, as opposed to embroidered Good stitching patches yeah. on the sleeves. Now it's just like an iron on logo. So sure, you can say that you're getting Nike jerseys. It doesn't mean there is good. There's still bad jerseys. Now when we
1: hear from Rob Manfred, we always like to give a salute. Uh we go back to October of twenty twenty. Rob Manfred uh handing out the AL and the World Series MVP trophy to Corey Seeger.
5: Corey, hello. You thrilled our fans throughout the postseason with a great performance. You led the Dodgers to a World Series victory, and it's my pleasure to recognize your great play with the Willie Mays Most Valuable Player Award presented presented by by Chevrolet.
1: Chevrolet. So there we go, Rob Manfred. Uh, We do have to say here on and Abdallah, he was medically cleared after that event. Uh, he was medically cleared. Corey. There was no medical situation Corey. Chris. for Rob
3: Manfred. Corey.
1: Chris. He was cleared.
3: Corey. Chris, I'm glad you asked about the jerseys. I saved baseball yep. by cutting down Corey. the time with the pitch clock. Yep. Everybody loves faster the game. pitch clock. Faster games. You pitch after I, pitch. I made new, a jersey agreement Corey. with Fanatics. It's where at at the end of the World Series, they say, Congratulations, Dodgers fans. Your team has just won the World Series. You led the Dodgers. Get all of your gear, F-Fanatics. And you know what? The best part. About having shorter games is Chris.
1: Faster games.
3: Faster games and less time wearing the jerseys. Oh, less time
1: wearing the jerseys. You don't have to wear the jerseys for so long, Corey.
3: So stop your bitching, Corey, and sign some free agents, teams. We're in a crisis.
1: Oh, so so now this is—he's looking at the owners. You got to sign some free agents because people aren't ready for spring training. If
3: you spend some money, if you're gonna roll out, Corey. if you're going to roll out a court roster, why would I give you good sure. jerseys? Corey. Only the Dodger Dodgers get good we jerseys. Just, we just
1: played audio. He's standing by the Nike performance Only the Dodgers get good Corey. jerseys. He said they
3: tested it more than any jersey ever. Only the Dodgers. Corey. Because they spend the money. Corey. So they have the nice old jerseys? They got the nice old jerseys. Everyone Corey. else has the crap? Everybody else's crap. Corey. And the Cubs will be in jerseys. Corey. Well, the Cubs. Uh, I mean, they they spent on a manager jersey. Does he, that count? He gets the jersey. Corey. Every book because it's you know what Chris it's weird to me oh. that yeah the man, why is the manager in the jersey? <laughs> is he going to play? Okay. All right. <laughs> I only have a few years left as commissioner. I saw that over the weekend as well. I've announced my retirement. I will go home to my home planet. Corey. Goodbye, everybody. In 2039. And then the OFC
1: will fix the jerseys. Oh, is he the next commissioner? Probably. Breaking news here. Black
3: and Abdallah. Shh. Shh. He's going to fix the jerseys. Okay. All right.
4: Corey. Corey.
3: And everybody will be in jerseys. Corey. Yeah.
4: Corey. Corey.
0: Corey. Do you want a jersey? I'll no, sell it to I, you. No, I, I don't G-
1: want one. I don't want. One. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. We're good.
0: You're listening to Black no and Abdallah.
1: Thank
0: you. Oh, ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's Corey. home for sports. Eber floats. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM.
1: You know, Dull, you mentioned uh, Rob Manfred will give the nice jerseys to the owners of the teams that spend money. Hello. Um,
3: yeah. Corey,
1: <laughs> uh, earlier today... Uh, spring training, Tom Ricketts spoke to the media. Now, the Chicago Cubs uh, and Cubs fans are hoping that the Cubs could sign Cody Bellinger, bring him back. He was outstanding for the Cubs last season. Mm-hmm. Here's Tom Ricketts earlier today on Cody
6: Bellinger. Well, I mean, first of all, it's the, um, I mean, there has been you know, some discussions, but just it hasn't become a negotiation yet. So, and until they're you know ready to really negotiate, then there's not much we can do. And I, and I don't think, um, and I don't tell Jed what to do, and I don't. But uh, but I, I also imagine like you just have to wait for when it gets serious before you start talking about like you know what the end money amounts are. But uh, so we'll just see where it goes.
1: So there is Tom Ricketts on Cody Bellinger. Seems like nothing is cooking at this moment. But again, it's baseball, so there's no urgency. How about this baseball? You need a off season signing window. Yeah. It's what European soccer uses, and it works great. Mm -hmm. That's what you need. You need a signing period where all free agents have to be signed by their teams by this date. You can build it up with TV specials and all kinds of coverage, and we could all watch and discuss all the moves, and then you can go off to spring training and get ready for the season. But the fact that nothing it's, This malaise goes right into this season, and it butts up right against opening day. It, oh, yeah. it hurts baseball.
3: And you've got a bunch of, uh, of guys that aren't signed yet, and most of them are Scott Boris clients. And I think it would be a like if it closed like a week into spring training, so like this week, because everybody is basically reported this week, so by Friday is the first game. Friday is the first White Sox game you can hear right here on ESPN 1000. Like if that was the deadline, if it was like, Friday at three PM. Then deadline spur action, man. Like well, you got it. Gotta, you it gotta, would have gotta, to be before this week because pitchers are in camp well, already. Pick, yeah, like, but pitchers I feel like will take care of themselves because uh, this is know. more for you know. There's pitchers out there who are not signed. What
1: are they going to do to ramp up? It's going to take extra long to get God, them ready 162 to go.
3: Sixty-two of them.
1: Well, I'm just telling you. This is why baseball players are very fickle. They're very special, especially those pitchers. They they
3: have to have their their work to get ready. It's what the game is. I know. I I think they should. They should cut it off. I think this week before games get started because I still think you'll have time after games get going. Like you still have, there's still a month till the season starts. Yeah, you know. So I think that's still enough time for pitchers and catchers to whatever to ramp up if they want to. Um, But it, I feel like with this situation with Bellinger and Ricketts, it's Rick, they offered him a, an amount, and Forrest wants an amount, and no one's budging. Do you want to hear more from Tom Ricketts?
1: Sure. What, what about Tom Ricketts? His thoughts on the budget for this team, this ball club, heading into this season? Here's what yeah, I don't get
6: into that. And basically, they, the the budget is determined, you know, as as we you know boil out the expenses effectively. So it's not like we say, okay, now we're gonna you know. Uh, you know, we're going to spend a bunch of go for it or championship window. We're trying to be consistent. And I mean, the goal is to be one of the teams that is always trying to win, the division and um, and every year has that opportunity. And, and so we try, I try to look at the budget much more consistently than you know. Then let's just go for it one year. That sounds good.
1: Except, have they done that? No. It seems like the Cubs went for it one year, and then the couple of years that followed the one year after they went for it. And then it didn't quite work out. They just shifted their focus and they pivoted towards a team that you hope is over 500 and hopes can can make a wild card.
3: Well, it, it felt like the owner, Tom Ricketts, saw what they did in 2016 winning the World Series and was like, well, dude, you guys, you did it once. Do it again. Right. Like what happened? Have you gotten worse? Like we'll add here and there. But we're not going to add anything big because you've done it before. It
1: was you, Darvish. That
3: was the last time they
1: went out and they. Now,
3: you know, Dansby Swanson is a a very good player. But that's a different. Now we're in a whole different cycle of of cubdom.
1: Yeah, but. Like all those guys are gone. It doesn't feel like they're on the same, and and they aren't. They are. They, at one point, were on the same upward momentum that Mm -hmm. the Dodgers were on, and then the Dodgers passed them up. And they continue to go after, go after, go after. And the Cubs had to kind of reset. Now, we, we bring up all this, and uh, Kevin Zipak is producing tonight's show. Now, I, Kevin, I don't want to put you on the spot. However. But uh, you have a hell of a Tom Ricketts impression that, that you bring to the table. I don't feel as okay. comfortable right. doing it on the spot here. Uh, that- all right. Should, oh, I, should oh. I play a little bit more Ricketts to, to try to he, inspire he, me? What, what, what do you have against
4: the marquee network? <laughs>
3: That's so good.
4: It's pretty good. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. I'm just gonna let Jed right. do his job, you know. I don't I don't get involved in that.
3: You sound you just sound like like a billionaire. You, you sound like you're wearing one of those zip up vests that like every billionaire wares yeah it comes with the
1: uh comes with all the
3: money it's a billionaire starter pack that you get it when you put your money into the billionaire account yeah you you go to like jb's website and he has he's selling them of course all his billionaire friends
1: (laughs) get the get those the zip up vest here we go here here let me give you another rickets he was happy for the Diamondbacks last season Yeah, all the way to the world series Mm. a team that doesn't spend quite as much as the big boppers like the rangers and the dodgers
6: here here's rick It's say kevin listen and see if you catch anything here well i think that's that's the beauty of baseball like you don't you don't have to you know necessarily have the highest payroll or the biggest stars if you're playing well anybody can beat anybody and i was happy for the Diamondbacks. i mean i think they uh you know they're they're a, a team that was you know a well well constructed team and you know they play baseball with you know speed and moving runners and good defense and so it's, um, I was happy for them. I just wish they hadn't beat us
3: so many times. <laughs> Tom Ricketts. He didn't say home run. Z. Also, the uh, Cubs currently have the ninth highest payroll. The uh, Diamondbacks, 16th. I, I just think it would be great if we could have the 21st payroll in, in baseball and win a pennant. <laughs> so you would be the Detroit Tigers? Spending $92 million? And, and moon runners along? I just want to know where the money is, Tom. Where's the money? Where's the money? What happened to the Marquee Network? What about the Marquee Network? Where's the money? What about all the buildings you
1: bought, you purchased in Wrigleyville? What about all the rooftops you bought? What's with that?
3: I needed a new vest. <laughs> it's like it's like 30 years younger than Burns, than Monty Burns. Yeah. It's yeah, like 30, like yeah. in 30 years, it's just going to be like, look at my vest. <laughs> I really love the vest.
0: (laughs) Chicago's home for sports, Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago.
1: Is it something or is it nothing? It's coming up here on Black and Abdallah, but thank you to Kevin Zepak. And to Jack McGrath for producing tonight's show. Black and Abdallah will be back tomorrow night, 6.30 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. Also with Carmen and Yurko, noon to 3, right here on ESPN Chicago. All right, Abdallah, is it something or is it nothing what do you have over there
3: so according to our fine twitchers you can watch us on twitch twitch.tv slash 1000 chicago you can also watch us on youtube go to espn chicago uh you and i uh co-hosted the Bear, the chicago bears podcast today which is up on youtube with pat the designer check Correct. that out um and so apparently and i went to instagram to make sure justin fields is no longer following the chicago bears on instagram Is it something or is it nothing? I don't know if Twitter has picked up on this yet. I don't see it. I'm searching Justin Fields' Instagram. He is following 778 people. None of them are the Chicago Bears. Let me ask you this,
1: though. Okay. Was he following the Bears to start with? that's what I don't... I
3: would assume... Yeah, but you
1: know would what he? happens when you assume. Oh, he's following the Falcons. No, I'm kidding. He's not. He's not following the Falcons. <laughs> I mean, people assume a lot of stuff, but it's possible that he doesn't necessarily control his own Instagram. That That is something that celebrities do is that other yeah. people control it. So you say you would assume he follows it. Mm-hmm.
3: I would assume he follows it. Did he follow it beforehand is my first question. I don't know. I, okay. Here's why I think it's something. Because I think it's something because everybody reads into what the Bears post on social media and Instagram. So why can't I read into what Justin Fields does or doesn't do on social no, media? No, you can. Okay. You can, absolutely. Uh, so, I, so you're
1: going to say it's something. Something. Uh, Kevin, Jack, what do you, is it something or is it
3: Nothing. I'm going to say this is nothing because nothing. the future's not in his hands. Okay. It, he has no se- he might have a little bit of say in the matter, but for the most part as far as we know, it's the Bears. Bears who are going to choose his destination.
1: All right, nothing. It's nothing and nothing. it's dumb. Nothing and dumb.
3: <laughs> nothing
1: and dumb. Oh, nothing it's and dumb. Dumb
3: nothing. <laughs> it's go, go. nothing and dumb. Keep, keep shopping for vests over there. Nothing and dumb. I okay. think it's something because
1: I like I and think they, it's something, too. Yeah. I think he's seen all the television coverage suggesting that he's going to be elsewhere, and I think it's something. It's time for the song of the night. I want to rock!
4: Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because time? it's time for
0: it. <laughs> what dial? <laughs> there, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never
4: mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Bleck and Abdallah's Song
0: of the Night. Yo, later.
1: Tonight's song. Hey. Cooper, Feed My Frankenstein from 1991. It's your song of the night with Black Dog. Dollar.
0: Simmer right on time
4: But my grease
0: fingers up your
3: be listening to feed my frankenstein by alice cooper all right here you go
1: for those of you who were uh, from the late 80s early 90s you enjoyed snl yesterday february 18th 1989 was the first time that wayne's world was performed as a sketch mm-hmm. on saturday night live dana carvey mike myers And they were out there as Wayne and Garth for Wayne's World for the very first time in
3: 1989 yesterday. Do you know who the host was? On that day? Yeah. I don't. Tell me. Leslie Nielsen. Oh, who's the musical guest? That's a good question. I don't have that. I just have the. If you had to guess between 1989 and 1994, how many times do you think that the Wayne's World sketch was featured? Uh, Six times. In that many years? Only six times?
1: Yeah, because, like, I'm guessing it wasn't something that was beaten to death. Like, I'm, I'm guessing it was it the cultural impact was larger than the amount of times it actually was on.
3: 19 times. Oh, wow. They really did do it a lot. 19 okay. times. Technically 21 times because they brought it back when Dana Carvey hosted in 2011. And then they brought it back again in 2015 at the 40th anniversary special. Cowboy Junkies was the musical guest. Thank you, Kevin Zpack, for that. Cowboy
2: Junkies.
3: Cherry <laughs> O'Terry. <laughs> uh, so the connection then to Alice
1: Cooper, obviously the first movie. Wayne's World. Uh, this was featured in the film and also on the soundtrack. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so We're Wayne's not worthy. World. We're
3: not worthy.
1: An all-time great SNL sketch that and turned movie. into a movie. And movie. And it, it, it's awesome. I, I think it's still relatable to today's youth, right? Did
3: you know? I got more facts for you. What do you got? I'm full of these. I love it. Uh, overseas in the United Kingdom, Saturday Night Live is rarely shown. So because of that, when the movie came out, the bbc just showed 10 minutes that was just wayne world sketches it would be like and now here's wayne's world and they would just show 10 minutes of wayne's world what like like on the news no just like on tv oh they're just like here's 10 minutes of wayne's world and then the movie came out they wouldn't show full episodes of snl over there but to promote the movie they couldn't just show the wayne's world movie there needed to be context i guess i think the movie's outstanding No, so do i I absolutely do, but they they needed context. Alice Cooper, we're not worthy. Be My
1: Frankenstein from 91, your song of the night. <laughs>
0: He's such a psycho.
4: The volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What
0: dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex-
4: ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Bleck and Abdella's Song
1: of the Night. Yo, Larry. Wayne's World, the best uh, movie that came out of the SNL era? Or are you going Sandler? Something Sandler in that Pat. spot. You're, <laughs> you're going with Pat. Kevin's going with Pat. Roxbury. the Roxbury. I'll get out of Come here on. with that. Ladies, man? No.
0: (laughs) This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.